This is the Heart of Singing podcast, the place where passionate singers and vocal coaches of many different styles will share their passion about the wonderful art of singing and making a career with their voices. I'm your host, Henry Crescini. Now, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heart of Singing podcast. Today, this is episode two of the second season of the podcast. And my guest, this is the first vocal coach that is coming to the podcast. Her name is Tamara Pientka. She's a German, uh, like I said, vocal coach, but also a singer with, a, with her own band. And she tells us a bit about her singing technique and um, the, the kind of school that she teaches. How does she go about her teaching, about her online presence and about her own music? So it's a very nice conversation. She's a great person to talk to. So I won't uh, talk much about this. I will let you with my interview with Tamara Pientka. Enjoy. Hi, Tammy. May I call you Tammy? Yes, of course, Henry. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you here all the way from the south of Germany. So at least we're in the same time zone. That's very unusual because of all, all of my guests so far have been, except for one, have been in, in, uh, in a very different time zone than me. So this is great, great to have you. You are a vocal coach, also a singer, and you are the very first vocal coach that I have the chance to interview on the podcast. So I'm very glad about that. And the first thing I wanted to ask you was, how long have you been teaching singing? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I started teaching actually already in 2008 when I was uh, busy doing my, uh, my music studies. And that was then one day in the weekend I, I taught singing. And from then on, it continued actually from there. Okay, and what led you what led you to becoming a, a vocal coach? Uh, it makes me happy. It's really like that. It makes me happy to help other singers to understand their voice and follow their dreams with their singing voice. That's really something that makes me feel complete as a human being. Well, that's awesome. That, like that's like a calling. <laughs> that what you mean? something like that yes yes many people take up uh, singing vocal uh, singing uh, teaching singing i mean um because that's like a sort of uh, a side job for some singers but it's yes. not your case right no actually not no so i i want to talk about your brand mm -hmm. because you're you're very active on social on the social networks And your profile, your handle is Enjoy Your Voice yes. all together. Um, but then you post something called All You Can See Buffet. And then you also have this Facebook group, Tammy's Food Truck, which yes. in, in German was Tammy's Jimbis Bude. And you have this, this other community called Noisify. So you're like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what's the difference? between all these platforms and all these uh, communities? The difference, wow, it's, it's difficult actually to talk about differences. I would rather talk about the similarities maybe first and then we can see how it differs from each other. 
um, Enjoy Your Voice is my overall brand actually because I want singers to have fun with their voices no matter at what level of learning they are or where they are in their career. I believe that um, true success within singing and making art comes from just having fun actually and from enjoying the whole process and also uh, the process of practicing itself should be something that makes you feel good so it's not that hard work all the time so but it's really the the process of creating new and useful habits this should be a joyful process and this is actually what enjoy your voice stands for and the all you can sing buffet is at the moment my online course program it's actually an online school where I teach various techniques from different angles so that they can also apply to different styles and genres. So it's a little bit like you were, uh, imagine you are going to a singing, um, a food buffet, all you, um, all you can eat buffet, and you see this wonderful table with, uh, uh, with what is your favorite food, Henry? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> in, yeah. in, honor, in honor of my Italian roots. Perfect. So you have four different versions of pizza on the on the left and then you have Chinese food somewhere else. I don't know. And you just pick whatever you want. And this is the idea of the singing buffet that you get inspired by many different things and grow your own signature sound from there. Okay. And what is the food truck? Do, do you have a, a fixation with food maybe? Can it be? Yes. <laughs> Could it be? I like I to uh, me, me too, and I, and I admit when I see your online presence, I also get hungry because it's like <laughs> buffet, food truck, and then you post a, a story of you cooking something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, imagine that you that you can uh, use your voice like uh, like the way you are preparing a meal and like. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So if you are on diet, never watch my Instagram stories. <laughs> oh yes, that, that's true. I I, ten, I do some. Sometimes I, I go a day without eating as a way to, to uh, detox my body. So I, I should avoid your, your account on those days. <laughs> but what is, the, what is Tammy's food truck about? Uh, the vocal food truck is actually a very small version of my singing buffet that is open to everybody who wants to take a look at it. And there we um, have some live streams going on for certain topics. And uh, this is, um, these are coaching events that happen throughout the year, three or four times. And in between, it's just a place to connect and to share ideas about creativity, about the creative process itself. So a little bit of community growth and um, have fun with your voice and explore some new stuff. Okay, and then we have Noisify. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Noisify is actually more or less a it's not the same thing, but it's very similar. But this is a shared group with my colleague Adi Bitran from Israel. She has uh, the same education as I do. So we speak the same technical language. And this is mainly focused on singer songwriters, but also on avant-garde singers, rock singers, metalheads. So it's a little bit more specific to a certain genre and to a certain way of feeling and perceiving music and art. Okay, so it's a very strong online presence that you have. And so I, I guess you are teaching online a lot. 
was it inspired by the current situation we have in the world right now or were you already so active in the in these online platforms before this thing struck um the online platforms they grew a lot during the pandemic now yes that's true but teaching online was already on my list many many years ago um, i already started teaching online in 2016 it was yes when i had an um an engagement what is that in english um, commitment or um, uh, i was hired for a job <laughs> yeah well you you were yeah you were hired for I a was, job exactly yes exactly i was hired to teach a group of experienced singers to work together in a studio in a recording studio as a choir and they should be flexible to sing classical, but also to have a more modern popular sound. And they came from all places of Germany. So I was like, wow, how should I do that? And then actually I started to teach online and give these online life coachings. And from there, everything else evolved and started to grow. And okay. Okay, but do you also have uh, like private students coming to your place or do you teach somewhere else? Um, I teach in a music school next to my home, actually, so it's only five minutes walk. And uh, I teach um, children there, kids, but also grown-ups, adults. And I also use this as my private teaching space for real-time workshops, for example. Okay. What do you think is the advantage or the disadvantage in this uh, between teaching online and teaching in presence. I can tell you an example myself. My, I have trained with Jamie Vendera, who is an American vocal coach, US American, but I had the chance to meet him personally in Poland. Mm -hmm. he, he gave two workshops in Krakow and I attended these workshops and, and it was a whole other thing to stand before him and to have him like sometimes uh, press his fingers, <laughs> my downwards belly, mm -hmm. like, support here, support here, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something you cannot do when you have somebody like this in the screen, but, but how, how has your experience been in these regards? Yes, this is the disadvantage of online, definitely. We cannot do hands-on because we have this distance, but there are many other things that work online very well that you can't do in presence. And this is something, um, you have to be aware of as a teacher to make this the advantage of your coaching or of the way you teach. So if you try to copy the one-on-one -on -one presence lesson actually to online, then it doesn't work. Then it will always be something that is weaker. But the real thing, the advantage of online teaching is that you can, you can guide the singer a little bit more, especially if it is in a group then you can create group activities and you give the singer more space to explore new things on his own. Because on the one side, the teacher does not hear you all the time. This could be a disadvantage. But on the other side, it leaves more space to the singer to experiment and not feel controlled all the time as well. So it's just a matter of how you navigate it in a way. Okay. And you mentioned before that you have this colleague of yours in Israel and you both use the same technique. What is this technique called? That's complete vocal technique. Okay, and you are a certified teacher in this technique. 
Yes. Yeah, there are like like different schools, so to say, right? Like there is this uh, speech level singing. I think it's Seth Riggs, the name of the founder, and uh, Brett Manning teaches with this method, and uh, Jamie Vendera uh, teaches a, a so-called isolation method, which which comes from bel canto, from classic uh, singing, and there are like all these schools and. Well, they are in the core, at the core, they are more or less the same because they have the same basis. But where is, where is CVT actually? What, what is CVT about? How, how does it uh, uh, differentiate itself from the other techniques or schools? Oh, uh, wow. Um, I would say the thought behind complete vocal technique is different than many other methods. I am not into every other method, I must admit. So I've, I've done bel canto, classical singing technique, I've done speech level singing and mix. Um, I have not done uh, the Jamie Vendera. I have not been into that yet, but it sounds interesting. I will take a look, definitely. Um, but CVT is actually, it means that um, complete vocal technique means that all sounds that the human voice can produce can also be produced in a healthy way. And the singer decides how he wants to sound and the teacher is there to help you design your own sound so that it is healthy. And therefore you can, if you have a CVT course, you can have a, an opera singer sitting next to you and on the other side a heavy metal grunter and then you have the soul singer and the jazz singer and they're all sitting in one table but they're using the same technical language and grow within their style and this is unique i've never seen this anywhere else and also the way that the technique works in within the communication between the teachers is so comprehensive and clear that you can be taught by 12 different teachers and still get the same great results and this is fantastic Okay, where did you learn or where and how did you learn this technique? Where, how did you come across learning this technique? Oh, I learned about it back in 2010, actually through a YouTube video. <laughs> and then um, I practiced on my own with the book. I bought the uh, current version from them and I've worked myself into the system. I took singing lessons with certified teachers and then Finally, in 2018, I started to do the singing and teaching diploma course in Copenhagen at Complete Vocal Institute. Was it in presence or did you go over there? It was. I mean, first... it's the same question. <laughs> did you yeah, go yeah, over no. there? <laughs> did you, yes. Did, yes, did you go? So you went there? I went there, yes. The okay. first half was, uh, was presence and the second half was transferred to online then. Okay, so you started learning in 2010, you said, this technique. Yes, but the education to become a certified teacher, I did from 2018 until 2021. This mm -hmm. year. But you've been teaching singing since, since 2008? Yes. So you have already learned other techniques, yeah? How, how was this journey before you came to CVT? Yes. What did you learn and where? And how? <laughs> yes, yes. I started with classical singing lessons. I sang a lot of 
baroque repertoire, a lot of, I sang Vivaldi, Christopher Lubart Gluck, and then classical music, Mozart, later on romantic repertoire. And uh, I studied music with voice as my main instrument, my main focus. Uh, then I made a jump to jazz singing with, um, with the mix method, which is actually connected to singing on the level of speech. I did that for one or two years. And then I found complete vocal technique and went closer more into that. Okay, so you have been a, sing a singer at heart since, since the very beginning, right? Because you went through all these stages. When did you di discover that you wanted to be a singer? That was, uh, I was 15 years old where I discovered my love for opera and for hard rock. And uh, from that moment on, I, I knew I had to become a singer. Okay. Well, opera and hard rock, they, they, they could relate actually very much. When you listen to Ian Gillen or, or Bruce Dickinson, then it's like, yeah, the operatic rock voices that have yes. been there all the time. So you combine these two passions and became a singer. And you told me off the air that you also sing with a band. Wanna tell yeah. a, bit, a little bit about that? Yes, um, I sing with a progressive rock band. Um, their name is Dawn Spiller. And at the moment we are almost having a break. Well, because of the pandemic, almost everyone had a break now. <laughs> but uh, we are producing at our own pace and we are writing our own music and yes, playing some concerts every week. So, and um, so you, you guys are on a break right now and um, do you have music coming out? That can be... That is planned. Sorry? Yes. That is planned, yes. That is planned, okay. Yeah. Do you have a, a web page or something? Yes, it's uh, dawnspiller.com, but we have nothing new out right now. So this, this page is old. We do all the work when the recordings and the producing and everything is done, then we put everything up on the new level. Okay, so I look forward to listening to that. You know, progressive rock is also one of my favorite, if not my favorite style of music. Yes. Right now I'm also listening to some other stuff. So uh, maybe it's not my favorite anymore, but I love it dearly. And I grew up with Pink Floyd and they're like my most favorite band together yeah. with the Beatles. <laughs> so I, I think we both speak the same language and I'm, I'm a huge Dream Theater fan. James Labrie is one of my favorite singers. So there you have it. Yes. And, and you also, well, you, you play the piano as well. Do you need that for teaching? And do you, which instruments do you play? Do you play that bass guitar that's behind you? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> oh. if, I, if I find the time to practice, <laughs> yeah. but you're doing all this coaching yes 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 the bass is my hobby so this is actually my my musical territory where i explore into new directions um i play some guitar some classical guitar and i use the piano basically for uh, writing songs or for composing um instrumental backgrounds for our songs but also for teaching of course yes so how did this band come along this progressive rock band were they looking for a singer and then you auditioned or how did it happen uh we started actually in 2010 
and the main songwriter is our guitar player and he's my husband <laughs> but what, were you together already back then or yes, we were already together back then yes and he was looking first for a drummer and um, then he found a drummer and then actually after that they started to work together for the, a couple of months and then i joined and then after that the bass player came in and at the moment we don't have a bass player so this is also a thing now the you can take you can take the bass guitar behind I, you and and do both I about that but i'm i'm actually not good enough at the bass at least not to play live because playing live in a progressive band yes playing live and singing at the same time that's really tough i mean there, there's there is gary lee but uh, He's in a league of his own. <laughs> I love Rush. I love Rush very, very much. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well, there is the, the, the cliche question about influences. Huh. Well, so when you started singing and when you decided you wanted to become a singer, you said you mentioned opera, you mentioned hard rock. Who were the singers that you were looking up to? Interesting, cool. Um... It was definitely, uh, it was Angela Giorgio and uh, Cecilia Bartoli, but also uh, Magdalena Cusena. She's a mezzo-soprano from the Czech Republic, I guess. And um, in, um, in the rock field, it was back then, Tarja Turunen, <laughs> because of the classical similarities in the technical. And then still operatic, yes. <laughs> yes. But also uh, James Labrie and um, Russell Allen and Jorn Lande. I, I'm still a huge fan of Jorn Lande. I, I love his, his, his approach to singing and how he, he breathes music and singing. He's, uh, he's in a league of its own, definitely. Well, all these singers you mentioned and Russell Allen, he has this creed, which is amazing. And very hard to reproduce. So talking uh, talking about greed, you mentioned that you can teach all these different styles, or you can teach singers to sing in the style that they want to sing, without damaging their voices. Yes. So do so do you, do you also teach metal singers? Yes, um, I am myself. I don't consider myself to be absolutely a metal singer or a metal head because I there are many things that uh, correspond to me in a musical way. But I also teach and mentor metal singers. Yes, I do. Okay. So you, you have uh, heard of Melissa Cross, maybe? Yes. yes. Uh, I have uh, worked with her metal as well. I, I mean, I, I only attempted growling mm -hmm. twice and I sucked, <laughs> despite, <laughs> despite knowing all the basics. And Jamie Vendera also teaches uh, greed uh, because he, he comes from hard rock as well. So, um, what, what's your advice for people who wanted to try, who wants, to, who want to try these kind of styles? Um, first, learn all the basic sounds you need, and do them as often as possible, and only short, because you need a lot of stamina and air control. You need to create a lot of, you need to hold back a lot of air to that. And then there are a few basic sounds that you just get into your muscle memory. So, for example. The, the fry scream, for example, is a mixture of distortion. Maybe you, that's what you call grit. I don't know. So it's this sound. Distortion, yes. <laughs> yes that exactly. kind of. 
Yes, and to be able to work on a fry scream, you have to add the creak or the vocal fry, which is something like that. So you keep doing this several days, just find it back in a healthy way. If it's the grunt you are looking for, then you go every day like, mm, really annoyed, mm, and you do this, and then you get used to that. But you have to control the airflow. That's very important. Yeah, but you have to be careful with this grunting that you don't keep it here, right? Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. What are you aiming for? I, I hear more distortion now. What do you want? <laughs> no, no, not me. I'm talking in general for the audience. <laughs> triggered my, my teaching mind, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that's, that's fine. That was only an attempt I made with a band I, was, I used to sing for. I, I did it on two songs and... I, it was, I recorded it and it was fine when I recorded it. When I tried it live, I sucked, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yes. I think it also depended on the sound that wasn't really that good. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, we singers, we find excuses as well when it doesn't work. That's true. We are very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that, that that's very nice that you have all these styles. But then a, a question about the care of the voice. And because you are very busy teaching singing the whole day hmm. so you have to sing a lot as well you have to demonstrate things mm -hmm. and so you have to be very careful with your own voice so mm -hmm. it doesn't get uh, get used up how, how do you do that how do you go about that nothing <laughs> okay uh, pe people listening please please don't listen to tammy <laughs> No, no. Um, I just I do my breathing exercises regularly, and um, the thing is, uh, if if you teach and you do your sound examples in a healthy way, then it's so programmed into your system that you almost you can't do it wrong anymore. Almost not, and that's the thing. And if you then if you then teach and your technique is very secure and embedded into your system then you also do not get tired that much. If I get tired physical, then I'll also say that to my students, especially if I have a long day with one-on-one -on -one sessions, then I say at the end, maybe I'm a little bit tired now by now, so I won't give you that many sound examples. Is that okay for you? And they always say, yes, okay, take, take your break, take your time. Yes. There you have it. The voice is a, a physical instrument and that's something that's one of the reasons why people tend to be so mean to singers when singers have a bad day, <laughs> because uh, because you know it's a physical thing. And of course, of course, everybody should learn the technique so well that just like you said, they don't get that tired anymore. But we're all humans; we yes, get tired. Yeah. Yes. What about your water consumption? Oh, I need to drink a lot of water, but I sometimes forget it. I have to admit. So I'm always having here my. <laughs> A glass of water. Thanks for the reminder. Um, because hydration is very important because the, the mucosa around the vocal folds, they get stiff when they are not hydrated enough and then we can't sing properly. And then the voice gets tired anyway. Yes. That's right. That's something every singer should consider. I admire how Bruce Dickinson goes song after song after song without drinking anything. Maybe when he goes uh, backstage on an instrumental passage, he, he drinks something, I don't know. 
but I've never seen him drinking on stage while James Labrie drinks all the time. He keeps himself hydrated all the time. Yes. Well, the thing is with, with the mucosa, it takes up to two hours until it's hydrated. So the effect does not come into place immediately. So maybe Bruce Dickinson is uh, drinking water before he's going on stage. We don't know. <laughs> I have to ask him. I'll ask him when I interview him. <laughs> but he has a fantastic technique. And if you have a fantastic technique and your, your voice runs on autopilot, then you can just do this for two or three hours. Do you believe in this? Uh, I think it's a myth, but I'll ask you anyway. Do you believe that singers get worse with age? Um, it depends. Um, when the body, it depends on the body, actually, um, when you're, when you stay strong up until your, your age, when you age, actually, when you get older, yeah, then, um, then you also can sing. Often when singers, um, um, lose some notes in the high part, when they go, grow older, one reason can be that the way they have to work with their body changes, maybe also due to hormonal changes. And then they have to recalibrate their system in a way. And some singers, also professional singers, they are not fully aware of how to do that, at least not in a structural way. And that can actually be useful to, to, to get some coaching lessons, just to get the feeling for the body back and to know how to navigate through the voice. Why do you think it is that singers don't usually get asked about vocal technique? It's like there, there is this uh, conception or misconception that you open your mouth and sing. I mean, guitarists learn their technique, they're playing guitar technique. I mean, it's like being self-talked. It's something to glorify. And, and singers very seldom, especially in rock music, talk mm -hmm. about it. Why do you think it is? I think there's there are many reasons to that. One reason could be that simply we cannot see the instrument, we cannot see what we are doing, and then um, there was also not a formal way of teaching rock for many many years. This has changed, luckily, during the last 10, 15 years, or even 20 years. Um, but um, rock singers had to find out on their own how to do it and i guess that adds a little bit to the myth that some singers are just born this way but as you describe it it's just a learned skill some singers seem to be born that way yes but that's maybe one out of a thousand for all other 999 normal singers such as we are we need to work for that yeah absolutely it's like a sort of mystery, like, let, let's keep it mysterious, especially yeah. metal singers. It's like, oh, come on, man, <laughs> just go on stage. And that's yeah. the feeling, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, do you have a vocal uh, routine of your own? Like, a, um, do, do you warm up daily? I mean, you, you mentioned breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, these breathing exercises, these are things that I do actually regularly, also with, with, uh, with the singers that come to my place, um, also within the choruses. 
and also foundational exercises from CBT just to keep my system running. And sometimes I also, um, when I'm recording and I feel, oh, there is a technical problem, then I stop the recording and then I work with the technique to solve the issue and then I get back to recording. And then this little thing is a technical work on its own, which is also can also be seen as a warm-up because what's a warm-up in the end? Our vocal folds, they are completely warm with 37 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> but a warm-up, it's just, um, it's a preparation for our system to, to run smoothly. And therefore we have actually to know what are the weaknesses of our voices and how, what is the effective way to practice to avoid these weaknesses when it comes to singing. Okay. Apart from warming up the voice, there is also like the, you know, the whole singing scales and different scales and finding different places. And since you're teaching all the time, I guess you are also practicing while you're doing it. Right? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's an advantage of being a vocal coach, like a professional, like doing it for a living. Yes. Yes. But I'm not singing along with my singers all the time. I'm just laying. No, the you demonstrate. I demonstrate and then I let them work and I jump in if I feel, if I sense, oh, now they are lost. They need me. Okay. Well, uh, go, coming back to your online presence and you post quite a lot of useful tips and sometimes I wonder where does she get all that? Like, because you, you are, you have like a very interactive way of doing things and you are, you are posting all these tips and then you are demonstrating them as well. Like, like uh, I will tell this for the audience, like, like there was this time you posted a, a clip of yourself singing a very well-known song. I'll be there. It was sung by, by the Jackson 5, Michael Jackson as a small child. And you were singing it in an angry manner. And I laughed so much about it because it was like, try intention right so that's only an example of how you you go about this uh, online presence how do you how do you come up with these ideas to keep uh, to keep it interesting for you and and for your, the people following you um i'm actually just sharing what inspires myself and what i find interesting and then i start talking about it and doing it in front of a camera that's basically it and the form and everything else that comes later. And um, I have one day per week where I um, where I also sometimes pre-record these things for social media on Tuesday, for example. And sometimes an idea just pops in my head and then I grab my phone and then I do this, for example. And the techniques are actually all more or less, they come from the school where I've been in Copenhagen. So they are all little snippets from that <laughs> placed in my own way. Okay, it's pretty cool. So I think people should follow you and uh, I will put all the links to your social networks and your Facebook communities here in cool. the video description or the show notes. And uh, I think I would like to ask you now to sing something. Since we have already mentioned that you, you can sing angry, something that is mellow, you sing it in an angry way. <laughs> so you have a, a quite a wide spectrum of vocal possibilities. There is, is there anything you would like to sing for the audience? A cappella, please. 
A cappella. Okay. Um, I could sing um a part of a song from my own band, maybe. I just yeah, cool. I uh, need to find back the words. Wait, um. Welcome, dear guest. Enter our halls, but grant a request. We will promise to give you relief from everything that causes pain. Promise to pay the price. We'll take your reason to keep these dreams alive. Nothing's for free. I like that that cadence. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Very nice. Is it your lyrics? Yes. Do you write all the lyrics for the band? Almost. Yes. Almost. The, the latest songs I wrote the lyrics. Yes, for. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you feel about singers? Who uh, or how can I formulate this question? It's just it's a spontaneous question. Like, like there, are, there are singers who will only sing their own lyrics, like Devin Townsend, for instance. And there are, and there are singers like James Labrie, like he sings, uh, I mean, the, he has some, some lyrics. Uh, made, he has written some lyrics for Dream Theater, but he also sings a lot of Petrucci's lyrics or from the other guys. Um, he says he goes about it like an actor of sorts. Like he he talks with the writer of the lyrics and asks what was the intention behind it. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. What What do you think about this? There are, about these singers who do you have a problem with that? Like singing songs from somebody by somebody else? No, actually not. But I have to admit, I also don't care too much about what the songwriter's intention was. Well, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, uh, sometimes when it's a story or a concept, then it's important to know the background story, of course. And especially if you're singing musical theater, for example, then you need to know about the story, of course. But sometimes um, I think it's more important that you can connect on your own to what you can sing than to fulfill somebody else's form because in the end you are the singer and you are you are the 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 person that has to transmit it to the audience so if you cannot connect to that because the story is too far away from your own persona then then this connection won't be there so it's always yeah it's always a balance about what what was the intention and how can I find myself in that? It's like an actor, indeed, <laughs> right? That's what actors do. They have to find themselves in the in the role. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we we singers, we are actors. <laughs> That's the conclusion. <laughs> well, Tammy, thank you, thank you very much for having taken the time to come to the podcast. I wish you much success with your teaching and, of course, with the band when your new music comes out look forward to hearing it and i look forward to meeting you again online sometime yes thank you very much it was a pleasure henry have a wonderful day <laughs> same to you bye bye so that was it that was my interview with tamara pienka of enjoy your voice i hope you enjoyed it i hope you learned a bit about her and of course as always you can check out her networks her website, all this information you will find here in the video description or in the show notes in case you're listening. And also remember to follow this podcast in Instagram, Facebook, follow me if you like also in Instagram. 
and uh, like always listening to the podcast you can listen on anchor.fm slash the heart of singing or on spotify and as i always say sing your heart out and i wish you a great time until next time bye